I had so much planned for this week. So much. I was going to do so many things. And then... Didn't. Not because I didn't want to, but because they didn't work. Planning is a big topic amongst me and my friends. Planning is a big topic amongst the author community. Planning is a huge topic in the world in general. And we make our plans and we set them in what we think is stone, never realizing that everything around us is made of sand and one day will crumble and fall. I had so many plans this week. So let's talk about that on this week's Project Shadow. Hello, my Charleaders and everybody who's new to the podcast. How are you doing today? My name is Charlie, and oh, it has been a week. It has been a week. Now, I feel like I should say, for anybody who hasn't kept up with my live streams, this is not going to be just me complaining. This isn't. I probably should have said that in the teaser at the beginning, because I feel like People are going to hear that and think, oh, it's a complaining podcast. I don't want to listen to that. But that's not what we're doing. That is not what we're doing today. I want to talk about planning. But to do so, I feel like I need to explain what happened this week. So for the last three months, I have been developing a new website and blog, and I have been working on the launch of a new podcast. You see, I do podcasts with Anchor, and Anchor allows you to connect your podcast to a WordPress site, and the two have very fun and interesting functionality between the two, and I got really excited about that, and I wanted to play with it, and so I started setting up a new website, only to find out that uh, you cannot connect an existing podcast to and a WordPress site. They don't allow for that for some reason. And uh, okay. Okay. So I've been thinking about offshoring the rest of my writing content to its own podcast. So why not? I'll do that. I'll do that. So I was figuring out what I wanted to do, figuring out some posts, getting that ready. Yeah. Then I found out that Kindle Vela, which is a new product that is coming out from Amazon that allows you to publish serialized content initially through the website and the iOS app and then rolling out later to other sources, allows you to have that content up elsewhere so long as it is behind a paywall. And I thought, you know, maybe it would be good for my patrons, link in the description in show notes, Maybe it'd be good for my patrons to give them the Kindle Vela stories. And they'll be behind a paywall, so it fits within the rules. And I can use the Patreon plugin with WordPress. 
So I can do that. Yes, 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 let's do that. Which means that the WordPress site has to be a paid WordPress site. So I paid the money. I set it up. I had it working. I was kind of excited. I was getting ready for launch. I started working on the first episode of the podcast. And wait a minute, the podcast and the and, and the website won't connect anymore. I, I'm getting nothing but errors. Why? Why? Why am I getting nothing but errors? Oh, after going through the help files for quite some time, I finally found the answer. The the while well, you have to have an, a new podcast to connect to WordPress, you cannot have a paid WordPress account and use the podcast connection. <sighs> I mean, it doesn't say that expressly, but you can't have the jetpack features, which get turned on automatically when you pay for a WordPress site. So it breaks the connection. It just breaks it. And I I fiddled around and they're, they're, how to fix this is, I don't know, maybe in the future we will support them. I don't know, maybe. Send in a support ticket, which then takes you to their feature request system that I, I've rarely seen a feature that's on the feature request actually get built. So I don't have a lot of faith there. So the whole thing that I was planning on doing, I'm not going to be doing now. Yay. So now what? It would be an understatement to say that I was devastated by that. I put in all this work, all this planning, like I had created new logos, I had bought a new domain, I had the whole nine yards, and I was kind of looking forward to having a new podcast. It was it was hard for me to accept that the thing that I wanted to do was not gonna work. That it was not going to work, especially the way that I wanted it to. But that doesn't mean that that podcast may not happen in the future. It just means that I need to calm down before I can even think about what I'm going to be doing with that. So this is where we need to face the reality that plans are not prophecies. They're not fait accompli. They're not a thing that is destined to happen. And I really want to say it that way because I know some of us see plans as goals. There are things that we will eventually get around to. There are things that we will do at some point, maybe, especially maybe, on the date that we said we were going to do them. But we expect that they will be done. We talk about setting goals and how important goals are and how important it is to plan and plan this and plan that. And their entire ecosystems built around planners and planning and scheduling and making everything as efficient as possible. But the problem is that the best plans that we can come up with have to go out into an uncertain future. They have to go out into a world that 
is indifferent, that does not care one way or another about the plans that we have made. And so we struggle. And so we continue to work towards these grand ambitions of ours, these things that we wish to accomplish, these things that we want to do, never acknowledging the fragility of the future. And it's really important to see it that way. The future is fragile. The future is easily broken. The things that we take for granted can so easily, in the snap of a finger, be taken away. And then we feel upset. We feel angry. There are a lot of people that are still hurting from last year. 2020, yeah, was a mess. And it caused most of us to cancel so many of our plans. And I'm not second-guessing that. I'm not doubting that. I'm not saying that that is not true and that that is not a painful thing. I'm not trying to take any of that away from 2020. What I am trying to say is that we need to be honest with ourselves and that we need to not blame the universe for not caring. See, there are a lot of things that we can invest our emotions into that is not a waste of time, but being upset that a distant, uncaring universe is distant and uncaring about what we are wanting to accomplish is just a waste of our emotional energy and our emotional effort. The fact that these computer systems are not designed in the way that I desire them to be is, yes, kind of a flaw in their part, but it's a flaw in my planning, and thus I just need to let it go. One of, if not the hardest, thing that we have to learn in life is to let go, to let be, to just give in to the inevitable flow of time. Yeah, I I understand how much it sucks. I'm not saying that we have to go gently into that dark night. What I am saying, though, is... When things are outside of our control, when things are beyond our ability to affect change, it is important for us to acknowledge that and relinquish that control. I've talked about my experience with the STOA on on numerous occasions on this podcast. I have practiced various forms of stoicism for a very, very long time and have found a lot of comfort in it. One of the most important parts of Stoicism is seeing the past as faded. It it has happened. You can't change it because it has happened. You cannot change the past. That is a direction that we are denied. We cannot go backwards. We can only go forwards. So whatever has happened, just accept it as it was meant to happen and move on. Again, as with everything that I say, that's not the easiest thing to learn how to do, and I am still not perfect at it. But it is so vitally important to do. 
Most of our suffering is caused by this incessant need that we have to hold on. We don't want to let go. We want to have that control. We want to have that power. We want things to be the way we want them to be. And so when things defy our expectations or do not work out the way that we want to, our first reaction is to cause suffering to ourselves and then to lash out and cause suffering to others. That is not a good way to be. And this is one of the problems that we have when it comes to planning. We beat ourselves up when we don't hit our goals. We beat ourselves up to the point where we get grouchy and grumpy and angry and sometimes bitter. And we lash out at other people. And that suffering spreads. It's very important to remember that suffering is a contagion. Suffering is a plague. Suffering is a pain that we don't just cause to ourselves. Because it desires friendship. It desires kinship. It wants to be spread to others. So the more we invite suffering into our lives, the more we are inviting suffering into the lives of our friends, our family. Now, I'm going to stop here for a moment and say, do not blame yourself if you have muscle pain, joint pain, other kinds of pain, emotional pain. I'm not, I am not making a moral, uh, (laughs) I'm not casting moral blame on people for experiencing those kinds of pain. Lord knows I have them myself. They are not comfortable. They are not good. I do not like them. But even there, I have learned to accept their existence. And by doing that, that prevents me from doing the one thing that I really want to do. And that's lash out and share that pain with others. I want to hurt people like I have been hurt. I want to hurt people like I am hurting. It's part of our nature when we feel like a trapped animal. The animal in us just wants to lash out, to bite, to claw, to break, to tear down. Learning to let go and let be tells that angry, embittered animal to be quiet and to sit in the corner and not to lash out. Because when we do, we enrage others and their suffering wants to spread itself back to us. And the cycle continues and perpetuates. Letting go is both a selfless and a selfish act that keeps us from increasing our own pain and suffering. I can hear the responses now because I've said this to so many people face to face. I anticipate the reaction some of you are having right now. But, but Charlie, what about my plans? What about my pain? What about my suffering? You don't know what I've been through. And 
I mean, we could go around in circles if that's what you want. I mean, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know my pain. You don't know my suffering. You don't know my plans. You know some of them. I've shared some of them. But I haven't shared all of them. That's not the way to be. We're not competing in the pain Olympics. We're not competing in the lost dream Olympics. Look, I'm almost 45. I had so much I wanted to be. I may not seem like an ambitious person because I'm fairly laid back, but I have dreams. I have goals. I have things I want to accomplish. I have things that I desperately want to do and be and have. And all of those things feel further and further away every year. But I don't let that embitter me. Because that solves nothing. I just think that we need to set up little bars in our brain. Little warning signs. Little flashing lights that go off. Any time we use the phrase, what about... No, no, very little good. And I'm saying it that way because I'm sure somebody can come up with an example. But I I can't. I've, I've sat here wrecking my brain trying to think of one. Very little good, if any, comes after the question, what about? That, that's something we should probably eradicate from our vocabulary and from our thinking. Well, what about my, what about this? What about what they did? What about, the, what about, what about, what about, what about, what about? Ugh. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Just because somebody else did or didn't do something does not really impact what I am doing. Now, I can see some of the more uh, banal responses to this. Well, what about? And then we violate Godwin's law and we talk, start talking about the Second World War. And look, sometimes people do terrible, dastardly things and you have to step up. Look, protesting is a thing. Activism is a thing. And these are things that I have partaken in throughout my life. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about this entitlement that we allow to exist within us because we are all afraid of entitlement. We don't like it when we see it in others, and we do such a good job creating lenses and filters around ourselves so that we can label other people as feeling entitled and craft those definitions so easily and so well that those actions can never be traced back to us. Because we are, we're, us? No, 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 no. We're not entitled. They, they are. They are. Those over there. The ones over there, they're the ones that do the entitled things. They're the ones that feel that they should have everything handed to them. We're not. Because we are good. We are the most holy. But that's not true. That's never been true. We are all entitled creatures. We all feel that we are entitled to certain things. The truth is, and it's a hard truth to learn and a harder one to accept, no one is entitled to anything. 
we can talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and yes, everyone's entitled to those. But once you get beyond basic human rights, we have an entire universe that gives no Fs, that does not care whether we achieve our goals, become the person that we want, or have the things that we want to do. And to some people, that leads to nihilism. But that's just as self-defeating. Don't be a nihilist. It's bad for you. is it that the human mind likes dichotomies so much? Because you're either a planner or an anarchist, a planner or a nihilist. Why can't I be an anarchist who plans? Because I kind of am an anarchist who plans. The one thing that I will say please never be is a nihilist. Understanding that the universe doesn't care about our plans is not a sad occasion. Though I understand how it can feel like that to some people. Understanding how the world actually functions and that it really doesn't care whether we hit our goals or not is empowering. It really is a way to give ourselves strength and power. Because once you realize that (laughs) the universe doesn't care if we hit our goals, once we understand that, And once we understand that many of the times we don't hit our goals, it's not within our own power. Well, we're free. We don't have to deal with all of those internal pains and limiting thoughts that pull us down and make us despise ourselves, make us fear the future, make us feel as though We are the ones who failed. Many times, that's not the case. I mean, for myself, between my depression and my anxiety, I have to be very careful about what I allow myself to think is doable for me. Because there are a lot of things that I can try to aim for, but if my depression decides, hey, I'm going to get all cuddly and come on in there keep you from accomplishing things. There's very little I can do about that, except for work my way through it. And so that slows me down. And some people may not accept that slowdown. Some people may not be appreciative of that. And some people may try to hold that against me. But that's on them, not on me. Just because they're not willing to accept that I can't always move at a consistent pace. I can't do that even when walking. I have knee and back problems. If you're not willing to accept me for me, that's not my fault. That's not my failing. That's uh, your failing. You did that. And I'm not speaking to like you, the person who's listening. Because honestly, I don't think you would be listening to me, especially not this far into an episode, if you were that kind of a person. You know the ones I'm talking to. Those agents 
of nihilism that are out there that are always trying to make other people feel worthless because if someone feels more worthless than they do then they have value you know the type I'm talking about I I really don't like to think of any human being as worthless but they really are worthless they're not contributing anything but pain, suffering, sorrow and misery into the world That is a sad legacy to leave behind. It really is, and I I pity them for that. So the moral of the story that we're getting to here is not that you should be nihilistic and go, well, the world will intervene and destroy all my plans, so I should not have them. Neither should you go to the other extreme and be like, Well, then I shall make my plans infallible. I will find a way to enforce them and make sure that I always do them, 100%, from start to finish, because that is the kind of person I am. The answer, like in most things, is the middle path, realizing that, yeah, it's going to be tricky, it's going to be difficult, it's going to be hard, but there is a way in between these two extremes. And once we learn to walk and live in that middle ground, where we make plans but we're not devastated when they don't come to pass, when we miss goals and milestones, especially when we did honestly do our best to achieve them, that's that's really the thing that we should be doing. That's really the goal that we should be having. Because in the end, that's all that really matters. That we're doing our best to do our best. Beyond that, there really isn't much that we can do or hope to accomplish. And so this is the end. And this is where we need to realize that the end is here. We live in a world full of doomsday scenarios where the end is near, the end is near. Now, the end is here. The end is here and the end has always been here. It will always be here. And we just need to accept that. We just need to live with the acceptance that, you know, sometimes we're going to get to the place that we want to get to. And other times, we are not going to get there. This is just the way of things. This is just how the world works. And while I was mad, I was upset, I allowed myself to have that little satisfying moment of anger, probably more than I should, a little bit longer than I should. Because denying your feelings repressing your feelings is not a good thing. What we need to learn to do is to sublimate them, to make them beautiful. So I took my frustration and turned that into time playing a game with some of my friends. And I had fun. I think they had fun. And it made everything feel better. Because if I was going to have wasted my time anyway, why not waste it doing something I enjoy. 
And so I took that frustration and made it into a game. And you could do that too. Find the things that make you happy and focus on them. Make your plans. Make them as bold and ambitious as you want them to be. But in the end, know that they are what they are. Have fun. Don't struggle against the future. Because the future doesn't care how hard you struggle against it. Just focus on improving yourself. Improving your work. Improving your life. As long as you are doing that, everything else will follow, I promise. Maybe not as fast as you want it to. Maybe not in the way you intended it to. But it will come. And you will get there. I really do have faith in you. So yeah. That's been my week. (laughs) It's not been a very exciting one. It's not been a very happy one. In fact, as I sit here recording this in my living room, not in my office, because it's almost 100 degrees outside and there's 70% humidity, and my office feels like a sauna or an oven, because the air conditioning doesn't reach there, and the cats have decided to start fighting because they don't care that I'm recording. They're not really fighting, they're just playing. They want the same stool and one cat just won't share. I, I'm I'm happy that I'm here. I'm happy that I've gotten to a place where I can see my rage. I can see my frustration. I can see my plans crumble to dust before me. And I don't just shut down like I used to. There's a path here, here for you too. Come join me. It's it's nice. I like it. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what I do and you want to support it, you can find links to my coffee and my Patreon in the in the description or show notes. Also, for anybody who is a patron, you will be able to read my Vela projects on the new blog, which will be launching sometime next week really excited about that thank you so much to everybody who has supported me over the years and recently you you all are amazing i don't know what i would do without you and don't forget only if we stand up and speak out can we stop asian hate can we remind the idiots who refuse to believe that black lives matter that black lives matter that black trans lives matter and the trans identities are magical And until next time, may you have the courage to write your dreams into reality. And don't forget to have the fun. Bye.